The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. It gladdened my heart today to know that you are here to listen to NUMA Podcast. The key text for this podcast is the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 1 to 7. Write a letter to the leader of the church at Ephesus and tell him this. I write to inform you of a message from him who walks among the churches and holds their leaders in his right hand. He says to you, I know how many things you are doing. I have watched your hard work and your patience. I know you don't tolerate sin among your members, and you have carefully examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but aren't. You have found out how they lie. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. Yet, there is one thing wrong. You don't love me as at first. Think about those times of your first love. How different now. And turn back to me again and work as you did before. Or else I will come and remove your candlestick from its place among the churches. But there is this about you that is good. You hate the deeds of the licentious Nicolotians, just as I do. Let this message sink into the ears of anyone who listens to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. Brothers and sisters, Join me as I bring this podcast before the Lord today. Loving God, I thank you once again for another opportunity to be able to bring your word to the world. Lord, this day I ask, especially this time that the church is undergoing serious trials and temptation to be relevant in society and about how to be the church that Christ died for. I pray, loving God, that you will energize your church and bring us to that victory that has already been delivered to us when you said it is finished on the cross of Calvary. I thank you, my Father, as you inspire the sound of my voice today. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 
The title of this podcast is The Church Christ Built. The Church Christ Built. Following from Jesus' profound statement in the book of Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, uh, which says, I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You see, brothers and sisters, this is a powerful statement and is fundamental that anchors all that is church as we know it. The church is Christ's idea, but Christianity isn't. And this is where the problems we have today lies. However, let me submit a categorical disclaimer here. To say you are a Christian is not in itself wrong, so long as it borders on semantics. In Acts chapter 11, verse 25 to 26, we hear this. Then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to look for Saul. He found him and brought him back to Antioch. They were there a whole year meeting with the church and teaching a lot of people. It was in Antioch that the disciples were for the first time called Christians. If you notice in this passage, they were a church already and never called themselves anything. They knew that they were disciples of Jesus Christ and therefore saints which simply means consecrated to God. It was the observers that nicknamed them Christians, and this is the reason I think when the disciples accepted those labels, they had issues with being church first. Once an entity is named, it has to have a natural structure that reflects society. Now, we have so many denominations and as of 2021, and according to Life Science website, there are more than 45,000 denominations globally. And I believe there is more than have been recorded here. The danger is that adherence now promotes these division than the real reason for our corporate existence as the church, the body of Christ. And that's what we're talking about today. We are even more divided now than ever. Mythologically speaking, for example, have adopted the cardinal index of global north and south. The church's revolving axle has tilted to the south. This is where church growth in court is happening in comparison to the north. Nevertheless, the problem remains the church in the north is suffering from liberalism and the church in the south suffers from syncretic gospeling. Today, we will query and explore further what Jesus was 
talking about in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, when he said he would build his church in the light of Revelation chapter 2, verse 1 to 7, which is our key text for today. What kind of church was Jesus Christ talking about? Is it a church that is built according to a pattern of a certain denomination or tradition? Or is it a cathedral as we know today? I once was a minister of a set of certain churches in a certain denomination. One of them was in a listed building and the other in a building that wasn't listed. But these two churches had characters, one a movement and the other static. It is worth remembering that the character of the church that Christ built is a movement rather than a monument. A movement is revolutionary, while a monument or memoria is stationary. The words of Revelation chapter 2 seem to resonate with us today, and in particular, Revelation chapter 2, verse 1 to 7. That is, while the world we live in is dynamic, the character of the church stays the same. The commission is the same, and the terminus is also the same. John chapter 14, verse 3. Jesus reveals the end of the church. Here is what is said. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, I am always intrigued with this blessed assurance I want more than anything else to be where Jesus Christ is. This, my friend, is or should be the ultimate desire of any disciple of Jesus Christ. And any church that is not excited about this prospect, in my opinion, is not one of the churches that Christ is building. Hallelujah. Some churches these days have converted their faculty to hero worshipping by worshipping the founder of their denomination instead of the originator, which is Jesus the Christ. Others are stuck in denominational dogma that hinders them from embracing the full capacity of their calling. Our key text today, and thus again, is Revelation chapter 2, verse 1 to 7, contains both warnings and encouragement. I am not a specialist on the book of Revelation, but I can tell you today for free that chapter 2 of the book of Revelation is a clarion call for the serious-minded believer in Christ Jesus as it calls the believer in Christ to account of stewardship to the one who said. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening.
he would build his church in the first place. The first church to be addressed on the lease was located in a sprawling city of Ephesus. Ephesus was magnificent in its diversity, economic, and religious activities. It was the city that equated places such as London, Amsterdam, Paris, and New York, where it to exist today. In this city, the Apostle Paul planted a church, his progeny Timothy ministered there, and other notable disciples such as Apollos, Aquilius, and Priscilla. The church had a great ministry and in fact ticked all the right boxes and yet missing in some essentials of the type of church that Christ built. And that is what we are talking about today. John the Revelator received the following inspiration. Verse number 2 of our key text says, Write a letter to the leader of the church at Ephesus and tell him this. I write to inform you of a message from him who walks among the churches and holds their leaders in his right hand. I know how many good things you are doing. I have watched your hard work and your patience. I know you don't tolerate sin among your members and you have carefully examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but aren't. You have found out how they lie. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. Here you find that the letter was specific. It identified the recipient and the correct address as there is more letters to be written. Note that the one who walks among the churches is the owner of the church. So he watches the activities of his church. He gave credit where due. Like this church, we too should understand that Jesus Christ is watching over us. In fact, he had already said in Matthew chapter 28 verse 20b, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Brothers and sisters, a church that truly believes this would strive to live right as expected. Sadly, that is not the case with many as they have reconstructed and refurbished the church to suit their needs and not the need of the one who built the church, Abinitia. The only way to receive favorable commendation from the originator of the church is to be conversant with his words in the Bible. We are told, for example, in the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 11, that the Bereans Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Most of us have become stagnant in our learning of the scriptures and if we do at all, what we will be doing is only to find 
apparently supporting texts so as to eisegize them. Listening to a typical African preacher today or the average American preacher will show you how papyrized the congregation has become. They say, yes, Papa, yes, preacher, even to nonsense that has no scriptural credit to it. The church appeared to have gone back in time when only those with authority to read the scriptures were the clergy. Let me tell you, to be a part of the church that Christ built, you must be prepared to work out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. The church that is not informed will become deformed. We must, as a matter of fact, renew our minds each day that we are allowed to live on this side of eternity so we can be transformed to be the church that Christ is building. And that's Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Let us move on to verses number 4 and 5 of our key text today, which is Revelation chapter 2. Here's what it says. Yet there is one thing wrong. You don't love me as at first. Think about those times of your first love. How different now. And turn back to me again and walk as you did before, or else I will come and remove your candlesticks from its place among the churches. The church at Ephesus was close to what we could call perfect church. And yet there is no such thing as perfect church. Our perfection is in the Lord because of his unmerited favors toward us. The Lord had only one complaint against this church, the church at Ephesus. However, that complaint is of a serious consequence. It is called loveless. Not the type that we throw about but that type that truly comes from within, that intrinsic love that comes with every human being on the surface of the earth from the beginning. Do you remember when you first said yes to Jesus Christ? Some people cannot pinpoint the day when they accepted Jesus Christ. When asked, they would say it's just happened. If you are in this latter group, then it will be different and difficult to understand what the first love of God is. When we see what is happening today in the church, it is hard not to see that we have lost our first love. I believe that that first love was what made us go everywhere telling others about Christ. That was what made us pray like there was no tomorrow. Brothers and sisters, where is that love in you today? Where is the love that you had for Christ at the beginning of your journey with Christ? The church in Ephesus left their devotion to Jesus Christ and followed after non-essentials. Thankfully, they still hated the Nicolaitans. Verses number 6 to 7 of our key text said, 
that there is this about you that is good. You hate the deeds of the licentious Nicolotians, just as I do. Let this message sink into the ears of anyone who listens to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. The Nicolotians are like what our society has become today. They are Gnostic and engaged in all sorts of idolatries, living as they pleased. In fact, it is the picture of postmodernism and post-truth society that we find ourselves in. Believers now face the choice to conform to societal norms or stand out in the mosaic culture of compromise. Thank God we have been warned. Brothers and sisters, as I close today, let me remind us of 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 again. And here's what he says. The time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. That time is now, brothers. That time is now, sisters. He that have ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. That church that Christ built. God bless you. And I pray that your relationship with your God will be stronger. Please join me again as we pray. Loving God, I thank you once more for this time with my brothers and my sisters, wherever they may be around your word. Lord, I pray today that as your word has come, you have declared that it will never come without accomplishing its purpose. And Lord, I thank you because your word has come like fire and thunder, cutting across our hearts today. May the listeners of this podcast be blessed. May they be healed, O God, and may they be restored back to their first love so that together we can become that church that Christ built in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, the one who is coming back again. Amen.
for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.